Welcome to this Market Commentator podcast. It forms part of MoneyWeb's weekly series of interviews with leading investment professionals. My name is Rijk van Kerk. Our guest today is Herman van Welse. He's the head of balance funds at Stanlib. Herman, welcome to the show. The theme of the year is definitely volatility. What is your view on the current market conditions? Rijk, 2015 is proving out the sort of inflection year that investors and fund managers, especially at Stanlib, had been anticipating to come through. This is the year that we've seen the change in the potential change in economic policy and the sort of first time that we are now talking the change in quantitative easing, that we are reforming the markets back to normality. So this is the year where we've been expecting returns to be volatile and as things are starting to pan out, is that we are going to see returns a lot le- uh, less, more, more conservative than last year. So you expect uh, yields to, to, to um, decline or normalize. Um, how do you manage the expectation of your investors? You know, we've seen significant returns over the past few years. There's definitely a perception amongst fund managers that there will be a moderation in returns. How do you, you uh, manage the expectations of your investors? This year for us has been the best opportunity to utilize cash as a parking bay for, for, for volatile assets. So we've increased cash levels from the back end of last year and that has continued. This allows us the opportunity to stay out of the market while the bond rates are rising and to utilize opportunities in the equity market. So to this stage for us, it's been to position the portfolio more conservative than we've been for some time. So you're becoming more defensive, if I can put it like that. Yes, we are defensive from relative to our benchmark, relative to where we've been in 2010-2011 when our funds were fully invested. We've basically taken the view that equity returns are reducing or the expectations should come down. And on that basis, this year is going to be a tough year to do very well in the, these funds. What do you actually do to become more defensive? Do you uh, you know, take larger positions in cash, reducing your equity exposure? We reduce equities and then we also uh, edge out the equities. So we take on uh, call, uh, sorry, put positions. In that sense, we are able to edge out some of the equity without having to sell it. Because it's, not, it's in our mind, in future, we will still be buyers of equities. And in the past, you have been uh, more biased towards international equities. Are you reducing international uh, exposure or only local exposure? We've reduced international exposure by a smaller margin than domestic. Um, We're less fully invested as what we proved to be in other years. Currently, uh, domestic equities are a lot lower than what they were. So we underweight that and we still overweight international, but not to the same extent. Is there a difference in the perception of risk between fund managers and investors? That is an interesting question that we notice over the years that we've been managing the fund. Post the financial crisis, the risk aversion from the investors was very high and fund managers seem to work through that quite easily. Today, the scenario has changed totally. The inverse is true. Risk aversion from fund managers is escalating and those of the investors have been receding. So currently, you will find that investors are continually asking us, but things are, times are good, One, aren't you hiring equities? And that's where the difference is now very much 
uh, noticeable that fund managers' aversion has escalated, and and uh, and our clients and our investors seem to be quite sanguine about risk. That is very interesting. You are turning more defensive. Um, that is counterintuitive. Uh, is there a surprise waiting for investors, or how do you manage that? Have you seen outflows of people saying you are too conservative? We notice that are, there are people that have brought that to our attention, and they find the fund maybe less attractive on those grounds. But fortunately, there is always other investors that find the way we manage the portfolio true to our philosophy and process. And on that, on, with that taking bring that into account, we normally have good inflows into the fund. But generally, we do notice that our questions around our risk aversion is now elevated relative to other years. We are definitely in, 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 a, in a volatile period. You've been managing the, the balance fund since 2005, so that's uh, close to a decade, and you've seen a lot of different market conditions. You saw the strong bull run uh, up into 2008 and nine. Then we, we saw the uh, market correction and the financial crisis, and then we saw another strong run up until uh, the end of last year. How does the current conditions compare to those uh, you've seen over the past decade? In the past, we had a lot more opportunity to 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 try and to th- to find returns from various asset classes, but this last this cycle that we've seen convergence of returns, uh, the opportunity to find asset classes that are really attractive uh, is something that is now based as 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 seen its best days. So, from all these years, this is probably the highest cash that we've ever had. In the past, we always had another. We had some opportunity in the various asset classes that have been available. Uh, commodities, in a few years ago, was an interesting position to hold. Uh, today, we at the point where we are actually uh, have the least of our sort of opportunities that we can see today. Where do you see opportunities? Um, you know, to increase your cash holdings will impact on the return of the fund. Uh, interest rates are really low at the moment. Are you looking at opportunities elsewhere? Currently, capital preservation, in our mind, remains one of the sort of corner strategies that we would like to continue with. So that helps us to use the cash opportunities out there. Going forward, fixed income, in our mind, will be attractive as an asset class. We've seen bond yields really retrace quite significantly. And the real yield in our R186 or the 10-year is starting to become more attractive. So we're in a a scenario where we probably expect the next opportunity is going to be in fixed income rather than uh, the traditional equity space. Do you expect an interest rate uh, hike before the end of the year? Yes, we expect a number of interest rate hikes, especially from the Fed. and, uh, And we also can see our domestic interest rate rise further this year which in effect will uh, be able to generate real yields going into 2016. As our inflation peaks, we probably would see that would be the peak of the rate cycle as well. So we see that panning out in the next six months. Although you are becoming more defensive, you still have close to 60% of your portfolio invested in equities. Um, which uh, well, most of it is in consumer markets. Your top holdings are British American Tobacco, Steinoff. Um, then you also have a significant stake in BHP Billiton, First Rand, and MTN. Just uh, talk us through the, the thinking behind those stocks. The b- opportunity we find today is that given that we've got um, more capacity to, to buy offshore, 
So that allows us further diversification. And if you look at the shares that we hold, the top five are well diversified. So we use the high equities, but we try to keep the fund more diversified without sort of falling prey into one subsector. And that basis, we have a preference for global listed shares, and BTI fits that very well. One share that is not there is NASPAS. Uh, what is your view on NASPAS? That's an interesting question. We own NASPAS. We have NASPAS in the fund. It's part of our, uh, comes at the sort of back end of our top 10. This bet size that we have in NASPAS is uh, somewhat off the, what that of the benchmark. But we've got about a 4% holding in NASPAS in our equities. So in, in effect, uh, we have exposure, um, but not to the same extent as you may find in other funds. And to that and to to complement that, our offshore holdings have NASPASH and a number of other internet shares, which in effect helps us to have good exposure towards the sector. Your foreign equity exposure represents around 21% of your of the fund. Um, what shares international? What international shares are, are you uh, has attracted your eye? Our international shares are managed by our partner Threadneedle. And the opportunity for this set for them is global consumer companies, which has been been rather been attractive to them, and media and and uh, other internet companies has been the sort of second uh, part of their their strategy. Uh, they begin Google, begin the Naspers from an international point of view, and a number of the co- companies are the same sort of in the same category. Just coming back to the local market, uh, the commodity sector seems to be a sector that uh, many of the value investors, you know, see a lot of value in, Um, although it has underperformed over the past few years. What is your view on the commodity sector here? The commodity has been a big talking point for the last six months and especially this year. The suggestion has been either to go back and buy into commodities or alternatively understand the supply demand balance that is currently at play. And from where we stand is the opportunity for commodities is actually not as strong as it, you may think after the major uh, decline in prices. Uh, supply is, is still prolific. We just see still supply coming on at a, quite a big rate from the previous inv- years of overinvesting. So from our point of view, commodities for 2015 will probably not be the solution to the portfolio. So we rather sort of more muted around commodity ex- expectations. Just looking at some of the other asset classes in the portfolio, um, what is your position on property? Property is in line with the the bond yields that were expensive. So property has followed that. In our mind, property currently is is expensive, and hence uh, risk of further. The risk of downside is uh, is increasing as the property market has continued to rally. As in, as these interest rates normalize, we'll probably see property shares to underperform. So from our point of view, property currently is not an opportunity in the fund. Mm. Just lastly, the, the fund is compliant to Regulation 28. Would the asset allocation be different if you were not compliant? We consider that, but Regulation 28 is really broad. So from our point of view, we don't think Regulation 28, in effect, uh, does hamper our, our opportunity set. So to answer this, no, we're quite comfortable that Reg 28 is wide enough for us to operate in. Herman van Welzer is Head of Balance Funds at Stanlib.